0: Hi, I'm Michael Storsley, and this is the D127 Gets Real podcast, and today we're talking about the public service practicum, and I'm here with teacher Dustin Chirico, um, but I'll let him introduce himself and tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long have you been in the district, and then we'll talk about PSP.
1: Thanks, Michael. So uh, I've been in the district for two uh, 25 years now this is your wow. 25 and uh, I absolutely love this place because of the uh, opportunities we have for students that if a student is willing to seek out resources and we have so many resources available and put in the Effort, Okay, and even if they struggle with the effort, there are so many good role models here that you really can achieve everything. I, I think the uh, size of our school, schools lend itself to that. And I have just seen so many students develop um, over the years that I think this is just a great place for opportunities. And so one of the classes I teach is uh, the Public Service Practicum or better mm-hmm. known as PSP. Mm-hmm. And the best way we could describe it is it's a project management class where students learn those type of leadership management, communication, collaboration, problem-solving skills while in planning and implementing service projects that either benefit the community directly or raise money for organizations. So we operate almost as a 501c3 mm-hmm. in which we're providing either direct service or monetary service to um, to community partners. and. The students spend time working in groups um, to plan and implement these projects. And so, once they finish up a project, they reflect. There's then a curriculum that uh, k- kind of outlines the next skills they'll be working on that'll prepare them for the next round of projects. We redivide the groups and they get in groups mm. again and and start on the next project.
0: Yeah. So when I this is my seventh year in the district. Um, It is wild when you like total up how many years you've been in education. That's for us old timers out there, but um, yeah. So seventh year in the district when I was coming in, you know, you do a research research on a district, and this is one of the courses. I'm like, wait, what? That's really cool. What's that all about? Just completely different than anything I have heard of before or since. Um, Do you do you know the history of the course? Were you part of the development of the course, or what's your understanding of how this all came about? So um,
1: it actually started at Elk Grove High School through a grant and it was my uh, dad who did the research on it and created it there. Um, that's so wild,
0: that's so yeah, cool. It was, <laughs> it's
1: cra- so I was actually part of it as a uh, little kid traveling all throughout the state of Illinois. Oh wow. And while he got the research on different type of, and the reason it has the public service practicum name, it was, it, it was originally an internship program. Mm-hmm. And so after he left to become the director of community education for uh, District 214 um, There were two people that subsequently took it over after him and They kept the internship component, but then started introducing a service component So when I started teaching here at 99 2000 in 99 2000 um, After my first year of teaching I proposed hmm. the course and eventually it got onboarded in um, the 2002-2003 school year. Now, the reason for proposing it was, you know, I'd always admired what my dad did, but I really didn't seek out wanting to, you know, to do something like that. And then I ended up becoming the freshman class sponsor and working with those kids. And it was a special class. um, I think there's at least two of them working in the district right now <laughs> and uh, they've just done as a group so many great things and they but they what i realized is the impact i was having on them as their freshman sophomore then junior senior class sponsor and the types of problems they were encountering were different than the ones they were real life problems this is what we weren't mm-hmm. teaching this in the curriculum right. our curriculum prepared them to be able to do things, but they weren't encountering these on a regular Mm. basis. And I'm like, well, we need a class, okay, that can put them in these situations. So before they go out and spend money on college, thinking they wanna go into something and they may not want to, Or they get their first real job and this is the first time they've really been saddled with this type of responsibility of this is your job. You need to make this happen. There's nothing and there now needs to be something. Create the vision, create the reality off the vision. I'm like, they're already doing this in the class, when I'm their class sponsor, Mm -hmm. why can't we have a class like this? And so it went through, it got passed and we the first year we ran one section of it and um, it's grown since then. But that was really the basis of it. Now that you've learned all these skills, Mm -hmm. okay, what are you going to do with all of that information? Now, back at that point, um, there was probably about fourteen fifteen hundred students in Mm -hmm. the district yeah So, and the Grays Lake D127 area was completely different. So, I actually started with the internship component mm-hmm. along with the service. And after about two years, I phased out the internship component because you know what? With the amount of time that I had, but more so the community, you know, mm-hmm. Elk Grove has over 3,000 business and industry right, right. versus what we had at the time. Mm-hmm. And it just was you know, the, it just wasn't efficient use of all of our resources to run that internship program at the time. So it morphed more into a community service class, which is kind of the directions they were going in Elk Grove. So that's yeah, how that, we ended up here.
0: And like that, again, that's so amazing that your dad started this. <laughs> like, so my question, do you have an idea how this all began? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. you got some background. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's so cool. Like, as you kind of mentioned, yeah, you got to pull this off. You know, if you if you create an event and you're inviting people and people are going to be, you either goes or it doesn't. It works or it doesn't. It's not like, uh, you know, I got a bad grade on a quiz or this paper I can re-edit or a project or something like that. Um, all really good stuff. But this is it's high stakes. You know, you've got people from the community, people's friends coming in. So that like that kind of accountability is pretty awesome, right? And it's pretty uh, the responsibility we're putting on students pretty big which I think is great it
1: is and you know as a district right now we've moved towards more opportunities for retakes Mm -hmm. Um, that's something we've always believed in Mm -hmm. here it's the class is kind of based on the whole idea that in life if you, you know what the, I guess the grading system of a traditional school yeah. does not account for life. At no point am I ever right 90% of the time, right? okay? <laughs> and, but that's what you need to achieve at A. So we get this misconception that you have to be really right to be successful. The other thing is we get this misconception that you turn something in and it's mm-hmm. done. And I think the best example I can say is regardless of whether you have an Apple phone or a Google phone, how many updates are pushed out to you they're always reforming and and reformatting the operating system because there's always improvement and that's what it is you turn something in now we look at it and before we go public with it we analyze and like okay what can we do Mm -hmm. better and it gets it gets kids comfortable taking constructive feedback not Mm -hmm. after you got your multiple choice tests back and yep. like do these corrections or after your essay and mm-hmm. you got you didn't get an A and now I feel bad. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we want to produce something that other people have to consume. Yep. And so yeah, exactly, that's what we want. We want people saying thinking not just about handing it into the teacher, but what's the end user experience? Right. And when you start thinking about things like that, mm-hmm. then you're really taking everything you've you've learned and you're utilizing it. And I've always said, what allows me to teach the class is the great work that everybody else does. If they didn't learn, okay, sentence structure and how to put together a good paragraph, Mm -hmm. okay, I can't have them writing a letter to a business asking for a donation, okay? Yep. But it's all based on those types of things. If they haven't learned how to work in groups before this, okay, I can't teach them the higher end group dynamics. And so it, it acts as a nice little capstone for the, you know, to put together all your experiences, and then you're ready for that responsibility.
0: Yeah, and I think you're exactly right. Like <laughs> I'm gonna use that, steal it at no point in my life am I ever 90% right. right? Okay. <laughs> exactly, and when you do something like this, nothing ever is perfect, right? right. There are all those things you gotta go back and take a look at and revise. Like It's never right. 100% BA or 90%, okay. right? It's yeah. just, did it meet the goals? Yeah, raise right. some money, raise some awareness, or what have you, and we'll talk about some specifics, like specific projects you're right. excited about um but yeah there are all those things that go wrong or right? well, you didn't think of and you really right. do
1: right i mean well it, it is that and i mean if i'm right 50 percent of the time i think i'm right. doing a good job That's... i i really it's that and and so many times the until you get into a position of leadership mm-hmm. and really have to own something People don't realize how often you are so ill-prepared to do something in life. We, like just take the COVID situation. No one was ever ready yep. to lead a district or a classroom through COVID and the and the right. shutdown. But we had to figure it out, and that's just one of the great mm-hmm. traits of leadership that sometimes we fail to talk about. Is just how to how to navigate the unknown. Absolutely. The other part yep. is is said exactly right. Is so much we turn it in and we're like okay. That's the right answer. Oh, I picked mm-hmm. B, it should have been A. Now I see. But that's not real life. Mm-hmm. Real life is you have to be able you sometimes you have to make the best decision possible with the information you have at yep. the time and even when you're done you still don't know if that was the best, but you, you but but sometimes there's I, i have these constraints these parameters and i got time i don't have all the time to like to work through that and if kids can just understand that skill and then the other thing i really want to get out is the appreciation of how difficult a decision is Mm -hmm. because it's real easy to go out and second guess people and but to understand and put yourself like wow i just pulled this off and i could have done this this and this differently and you know I want people to understand when there's decision makers out there, that are trying to make mm-hmm. a decision for in a, in, in a principal situation in our building, right. 1,300, 1,400 students and mm-hmm. then 200 more staff. Yeah. Like It's difficult to make those decisions mm-hmm. when you are taking into so many accounts, so many variables. And if they can start understanding that type yeah. of big picture thinking, they learn a lot.
0: Yeah, that's a phrase that I use actually all the time. It's, you know, you make the best decision you can with the information you have at the time. Right. And that's it. And sometimes you got to make a call. Um, and then you evaluate from there. That's all right. you can do. Right? But being uncomfortable, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. And I, we may not have all the information. We may make the wrong choice. But yeah, that's what we're going to do. Right? Right. So very cool. Um, yeah, I love the leadership and, um, you know, project-based learning and, you know, project-based um just working on, you know, real projects that are have a lot of variables and a lot of complexity. Ton of leadership you come out from that. So let's talk about some of the projects, some of the bigger projects that you work on. What are, what are types of things that you and your students
1: do? Okay. Um, so we start off every year with a backpack school supply drive. Why? It's really easy mm-hmm. because it's you, you follow the, a pretty simple process, yeah, yeah. but it teaches students to communicate because they have to mm-hmm. decide when they're gonna go out and collect the stuff, mm-hmm. when they are gonna go then, and if they get check donations, when they're gonna go shopping for things. Mm-hmm. So it forces them to communicate. The other thing they learn from this is, again, it's about that, mentality, Mm -hmm. 90% is an A. And we set a goal, they always exceed the goal, but then they can reflect back on it and realize, okay, did more than half the businesses or houses with you give you a donation or did less? And always it's way less than 50%. Mm -hmm. Well, then how is it that you exceeded what you thought at the time was a high goal, okay? but you failed more than you succeeded. And it's letting them understand the market share idea Mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're not trying to convince everybody. You're not shooting for 90%. You're getting into segmenting things and like, (laughs) Who can you help? Who do you have the resources to help? Or who has the resources to help you? And you don't need to win everything, but you need to have a plan that works and really trying to give them realistic expectations. So we start with that because it's very foundational. It gets them working together. And then our next thing is what we call our school's Gold Week, which is our Childhood Cancer um, Awareness and Fundraising Week. And so with that, we divide up we first have a public service campaign Mm -hmm. where we put up banners and posters and signs in the hall explaining what we're doing why we're doing it and we talk so much about the why people need Mm -hmm. to understand the why if they don't understand why you're doing it you know the what doesn't matter that's kind of our curriculum based on you know the very famous ted talk by simon Sinek. start with why but we're we're installing that like people don't buy what you do, they buy why How you, you do, it. do it. And it's it a that circle. connection, right? Yeah, so best. now they're understanding that. Yeah. And that then later, everything we do, we scaffold. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, or not, and so we teach a little bit here, but then we're gonna circle back and we're gonna do it again. So we're gonna talk throughout the, the year. Right. There's gonna be four or 500 times when they're gonna have to realize, start with why, start mm-hmm. with why. Okay, and let people understand the your why before right. you get into your what. So we start with that. Um, then we have a fundraising arm of it, which is we we come up with a product. This mm-hmm. year we had two. The uh, first thing is they wanted to help the group Alex's Lemonade Stand. Oh, yeah. So um, we said, all right, well, let's sell lemonade, one of the kids said. Yep. So then we said, all right, well, they thought originally let's sell Minute Maid Lemonade. And so now they had to do all the calculations based on if they yep. bought the lemonade. Then someone else suggested, well, why can't we get lemonade everybody loves, like Raising Canes or Chick-fil-A. So we went to both of them and we ended up partnering with Raising Canes because of the discount they gave us. And I think in selling lemonade, I think they ended up selling, well, we we sold over 100 gallons of, or no, exactly 100 gallons of lemonade in four school days. And so they are students were talking to the regional manager in charge of fundraising for raising canes and going cool. back and cool. forth negotiating prices. <laughs> they put together a plan of why we wanted it at a certain price because if we got one gallon and we had, uh, Sixteen ounce cups, but with ice, that would be twelve ounces. So they're mm-hmm. doing all the math. And again, it, that's where this—I yep. had a lot of students that are in our AMDM class, mm-hmm. okay, which deals with real life math. And these kids led that aspect of the project. Perfect. So like they're using all their real, mm-hmm. real the skills they've learned from the nice. curriculum, but now in real life situations. And they put together a great business plan, and they're going back and forth with a with yep. manager, you know, of raising canes. And so they're they're getting real life skills yeah. of that and so then um, so that becomes an aspect of what we do we design a shirt and we sold out of shirts and so we sold um, 200 shirts and so but again they're working with the artist of this company American Outfitters who designs the chairs for the Boston Celtics so again (laughs) you're working with real companies that are local yeah. companies, and you're getting access to some good professionals. Mm-hmm. And you're going back and forth with them. You're working on setting on uh, setting up an online store for pre-orders. And so they're learning all these little skills. And again, they never had these skills to begin with, but they're just thrust into situations where if this is going to happen, it's going to happen because I made it happen. Yeah, So
0: I mean, what's well, really cool about, I love that so much, and that's what I love about anything project-based, but this being you know the outcome of this you're, you're raising money it's going to childhood cancer what it's like a real a real real thing a real goal really kind of a noble goal right um, but all of those skills that you kind of listed off there it's they may have the skills but how do you stitch them all together right. how do you realize like what is the problem here what am i running into how do i analyze that how do we evaluate how to go about it i might need math skills i might need graphic design skills or I might need help. You know, yes. where do I get the resources to get the job done? Right. And putting all of that together is such a different it's a, just a different proposition than as you say, I got it's a multiple choice and I got to be 0 or 1, right, right. or wrong. It's you got to put all of this complexity together and get it to work and it's it's got to pay off, right? So, right. love it. Love it. Cool. So, what how many students do you have working on projects at any one time, roughly?
1: So there are currently, there's three classes and there are 78 total students. And so if it's a project there, ideally they are in a group of about four students, Mm -hmm. you know, three to five is probably the best ratio because so that they all have some type of ownership in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they might be a bigger group of perhaps a dozen, but then there's subgroups within there. And that's actually where I think Some of the neatest things happen because there might be a group working in one end of the room and the other person from another Mm -hmm. group is walking by to get some supplies or do something and and they overhear them talking and then they interject and like you know it's always easier to solve someone else's problem rather than yours because right. yeah. you get that fresh <laughs> yeah. that fresh type of thinking. But they say, have you considered this? And then we jump on it. And mm-hmm. it, when we get that type of incubator going right. in the class, um, it works out really well that everybody's working. And that becomes also one of That's awesome. um, that becomes something we talk about early on. We uh, look at. What does it actually mm-hmm. mean to be an effective, before you even become a leader, yeah. what is it to just be an effective worker? Okay, how do you make the organization's vision come through, true? Because right. we don't need you to lead, we need you first to contribute. And then once you understand, you know, because leading is mm-hmm. is helping people get where they want to go. Right. And so first you <laughs> gotta be that. And then how do you collaborate? What does good collaboration work with, or, or uh, look like, excuse me. Yeah. One of the things, and it's just kind of in the way we approach it is they read an article about how Run DMC and Aerosmith collaborated <laughs> under, the, under the leadership of yeah. Rick Rubin to, for the, the, to collaborate on Walk This Way, and how Rick Rubin had to sell the idea to both of them. And it was originally designed to help run DMC and make rap more mainstream, but run DMC originally balked at it. Mm-hmm. And so I give them this article that that explains the process and says this is what, like, part of getting good collaboration is, sometimes you're just convincing people why they ought to work together oh. and the benefits. That's and if people can't understand the, the benefit from them and why then why would they want to help mm-hmm. you and, and getting into that mindset then there's another part of it that after they recorded um, it the, the track Rick Rubin's listening to and he says there's not enough baseline we need more baseline and one of the members of the Beastie Boys happens to be sitting on a couch in the recording <laughs> studio and says I got a base back in my apartment, he runs and gets it. And there's just so much in that little wow. moment that we can talk about, this is why you find success. First of all, mm-hmm. you finish accomplishing something and it's not done. You're you go back and you analyze your work and say what can i make it better before i push it out we need Mm -hmm. more baseline then you have the idea of how do you become a successful employee i completely understand the importance of work-life balance Mm -hmm. but sometimes you just need to be there and if you're putting yourself in a situation you know making yourself available Mm -hmm. to your team good things happen and then You know, it's not your song, but you know, always looking to help someone else out. If I can help you out, you know, that's what's going to lead to a positive culture. And so, you know, that article has a little bit, but it kind of outlines what we're about as an organization when we go and help people. So that becomes kind of the curriculum of what we want to do. So there's expectations of how we approach these things and how we achieve our goals.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Any interview or any conversation that can bring in the Beastie Boys and Aerosmith and Run DMC and Rick Rubin right, is a, an amazing thing. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I, as I'm, you know, listening to you talk, you've been talking about leadership a lot um, and a, a lot of the phrases you use or are using with our students are the same phrases we use in leadership with administration, you know. Um, yeah, you know, making the, the best choice you can with the information you have. Um, one thing, you know, a, a project for me is like a piece of art, right? And one of, I, I will butcher this phrase, and I wish I knew who said it. It's probably somebody very famous. Um, like a great piece of art isn't finished. Ultimately, it's abandoned because you keep going back to it and you can fix it and redo it until, like, I gotta be done and this is what it is. So it feels like that. Like you just you keep going at it and keep refining it and getting it better and better until. It's time, and then we exactly. got to run with it. So, um, one last question: What do you what do you get out of this class?
1: Um, well, I think I, I have one of the greatest teaching jobs around. In that, yeah. um, every day when we come in, we're we're working together creating things, but we don't know what the end goal is. It's like, yeah. you know, right. I, I I don't know if I could have done this this long if it mm-hmm. was the same thing over and over. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. this just it, so that that's the reward is that also in a way I get to practice being in it, like almost running a business, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. doing so at a school and helping people out. Um like that's kind of the the like on a on a selfish personal side of it. Um, but with the kids, it's to see them, their excitement mm-hmm. and the aha moments. There yeah. have just been over the years, just so many aha moments when they know they have it yeah. and they right. figured something out. And, and those are the cool things that, that just make it special is because we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And I guess truly the best part is, is when we're at the end of the year and we're working on our final round of projects, and we we know what each other is saying almost Mm -hmm. we are just talking at a completely different level than we did at the beginning of the year and just we approach the problems differently Mm -hmm. when i'm seeing things the way they're seeing things and they're seeing the way things i am that's that's cool is that we when we're when we just approach things Mm -hmm. and that final round of projects when we're like humming like a well-oiled machine, that's the cool part that we get to there. And then I look at them as they graduate, I'm like, oh, we're going to start over. I always say, at the beginning of the year, the mistakes we make and the feathers we ruffle as a result. Because the kids kids don't understand that they're a representation of me. Mm -hmm. And they always think, because everybody's such an understanding person here, they... They always think, well, so and so won't mind this, so and because we're doing good things, we're mm-hmm. doing good things, so so and so is going to understand. And I always feel like they say at the beginning of the year, "Sure, but you just finished with this group. You did such great things. What what happened to you over the summer? Why, why?" But they're starting out. Yeah, they're green again. Yeah, and exactly. we got to we we got to get back to that. But that the end of the year when when they are doing things that they didn't know was possible that's awesome. it's it's got like this plato allegory of the cave moment and every project does right. it's about pushing it to that level now they see things they didn't see before and that's the great thing that's and really that's cool. why we always if we do something like we do this event at the scavenger hunt fundraiser at the beginning of the year for gold mm. Week called. Hunt for the Cure. Mm -hmm. And then we do this obstacle course fundraiser in February called Ram Games. And so they worked on things once, now they do it a second time because now they can anticipate things. And I always say to the kids at some point, like when a project's done really well, I say, this is as perfect as it could be at this time. I go, yes, are there things we're gonna talk about on Monday about how we could have done it better? Of course Mm -hmm. we are, but this was perfection. And perfection is not, Nothing wrong. Yep. It's that we we did with everything going on. We did the best we yep. could, and you know that's so cool. And then we'll we'll grow from this and we'll learn. Mm-hmm. And when when the bar gets set higher and they want that, that's the coolest thing. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks very much. So once again, public service practicum, really cool course. Um, just just amazing skills, um, and I think friendships and partnerships that that last. So really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate your time. All, All right. right. Have a good one. Thank you.